I want to personally invite you to join me and all the other Brock stars for this year's 13th live and in-person plant stock event outside of Asheville, North Carolina in the little town of Black Mountain. It's 1,500 acres is loaded with wildlife, trees, trails, streams. It is a nature wonderland. And what's also a wonderland are all the incredible speakers that you get to hang with all weekend long, like Jane and Ann Esselstyn, Dr. Will Bolshewitz of Fiberfueled, Carly Bodrug, Miss Plant U, Dr. Gemma Newman is over from the UK. We have Dr. Don Musalem from the Mayo Clinic, John Mackey, the ex-CEO of Whole Food Market Stores, myself, Brian Hart, and a special appearance by the Plant Bros. Here's the kicker. All these Brock stars are there from Friday till Sunday, and they want to rub elbows with all of you, whether it's over buffets of Plant Strong Fair for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, whether it's going on an afternoon hike, a swim, pickleball, frisbee golf, kickball, cornhole, dancing. We're having live music. It's all there in this fun weekend extravaganza that we affectionately call Plant Stock. Simply go to liveplantstrong.com and then click on Plant Stock 2024 and grab yourself a ticket before they sell out. See you there. I'm not really big on speeches, never really done one before, but I got to say thank you uh, for everything that you guys have done for me in the last six months. I was in a really bad place, and she'll tell you, I, I was headed down a really bad road, and you guys have turned it around like, like I never would have thought possible. And I know I've tried this numerous times for 60 or 90 days. I always felt great, but never stuck with it. And... Uh, you know, I still can't believe I'm doing a triathlon tomorrow. But, uh, you know, you guys have definitely all saved my life. And I, I really appreciate everything you guys are doing. And this is just the icing on the cake. So, on the kale, baby. On the cake. There you go. On the kale. Way to go, bro. The worm I just want to say thank you. So. Cheers. Raise the corn. Raise your corn, Brody. Where's the corn? Let me set the scene for you. That was Joe Inga giving a dinner toast at a party that we had the night before our triathlon at the Esselstyn Family Farm that is located in upstate New York, just outside of the capital of the state of New York, which is Albany. For those of you that are unfamiliar, we have a farm. It's been in the Esselstyn family believe it or not, since 1675 when Martin Cornelius Van Yesselsten sailed over from Holland and kind of put a stake in the ground here. It's one of two tricentennial farms that have been owned and operated by the same family in the state of New York for over 300 years, and, and it's just beautiful. Um, when my dad was growing up here, it was a working farm with Black Angus and, uh, and dairy cows. 
(laughs) How incredible is that? Now it grows a number of different crops. We grow barley and rye and oats, and it's also the vacation home for our extended family and where I take my wife and kids each summer to escape the unbearable Texas heat and to unplug and unwind. Now, I want you to kind of get a feel for the farm. It's about a little shy of 500 acres, and central to the property is a location called Tank House Hill, and you'll be hearing it mentioned several times uh, during the podcast. And it's about 150 feet higher than any other point of the property, and it once held the water tank that fed all the houses and barns of the property. And from the top, you can literally see for miles in every direction, including the Catskill Mountains. And on a nice, crisp, clear evening, you can actually see Rip Van Winkle lying on top of the the Catskill Mountains. And for those of you that are unfamiliar, uh, this is the area where Washington Irving wrote about, about the legend of Sleepy Hollow and Rip Van Winkle. So it is a, it's a super special place and so special, uh, in fact, that it's where my wife and I were married in 2006. Now, as a little aside, I got my name, Rip, because my parents were staying at my dad's parents here at the farm in 1963 for a little skiing vacation they were going to go on and I actually was born almost a month and a half premature and they couldn't figure out what to call me and my grandfather founded a clinic in the area called the Rip Van Winkle Clinic and of course because of Washington Irving everything in this area uh, it was the Rip Van Winkle Inn, the Rip Van Winkle Restaurant, the Rip Van Winkle Bridge. And so they decided to call me Rip on day two. So, a little aside there. Um, but if anybody's interested, I will be posting pictures on Instagram. If you'd like to see pictures of the farm. Um, and anybody who attended one of our first six plant stock weekends, you'll, you'll know the property really well. Now, the main house, we call it the homestead, it's big and it's white and it has, gosh, probably, I don't know, uh, 18 different rooms, it's three floors, Uh, it sleeps 28, uh, depending upon uh, how many many people we need to get in there, Um, but we all feel beyond blessed to have a family uh, homestead like this where we can all come and and relax with our families. So on this hot August night, we were eating outside on the porch that overlooks the finish line that we'd set up for the family triathlon the next morning. And this homegrown event, it's the culmination of six months of coaching and training for Joe and going from, in his words, a completely sedentary couch potato to a full-blown triathlete and we had every member of my family at the table we had my mother Anne, my father that we call Essie uh, my sister Jane and and her husband we had my two brothers Ted and Zeb 
and their spouses and their kids, you know, a gaggle of nieces and nephews. And of course, we had Joe, Inga, and, and his family, his wife, and his two young kids. And I want you to know that as I was watching Joe giving his toast, I started welling up inside with pride, thinking about how far this man has come over the last half a year, and um, you'll be hearing about it. And you'll also see pictures of this transformation shortly. They're super impressive. Now, after dinner, and as everybody was kind of mulling around, I pulled Joe into my father's office for one final conversation before the race in the morning. If you guys remember when I met Joe back in February, he said that alongside Engine 2, one of his big inspirations to start eating a whole food plant-based diet was the movie Forks Over Knives. And we recorded this pre-race interview in the office where Forks Over Knives filmed my father pouring over his epidemiological research in the movie. So if you saw that, you'll know exactly where we are. All right, Joe, this is this is a day we've been waiting for 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 6 months. Yep. And I uh we met at that B&B in in New York uh, back in early February 2019 and here we are August what is the date today? <laughs> 16th, 15th, so August, I don't know. August 15th. It's August 15th, right? 16th. There we go. 16th, tomorrow's the 17th. And, uh, man, it's been a great run. Yeah. It's been a great run. And, uh, you know, after tomorrow, we're going to be letting you loose out into the the big bad world. And I know you've been in the big bad world, but as you have, you know, said tonight at dinner during your toast, you kind of had some stops and starts, you know, for 30 days, 90 days. And and now, uh, how do you feel going forward after after this, this weekend. is gonna it's gonna be a piece of cake at this point i'm i'm so used to it it's like i if i go out to a restaurant i don't even second guess anything i i know exactly what to ask for what to look for you know when i'm food shopping i, I don't even need to read, read the labels i know exactly what i'm going for yeah. so a lot of the difficulty is is gone you know and uh i've expanded my my menu and my options so i have a lot of recipes under my under my belt now which is a lot slimmer <laughs> now than it was when I started. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, I feel good. And so, uh, you know, for people that don't know how far you've come, uh, what's <clears throat> happened with with your weight, with your uh, blood, um, you know, your blood chemistry, with your mental attitude, all that stuff. So uh, I haven't really gotten my blood checked since our sixty day checkup. But at that point, I believe we were down twenty five percent on everything. Yeah. I know my resting blood pressure, my blood pressure now is 10 points lower on the systolic and and diastolic than it was before. I know my resting heart rate is probably about 60 to 70, roughly, and it used to be 90 to 100, Mm -hmm. which was always like that. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot better there. I went from a 40-inch waist to some 32s are big. Mm -hmm. So I lost a lot of weight, uh, approximately 40 pounds. I actually was just under 170 the other day. I started at 213, so I was at like 169, so it's like 45 pounds, Wow! and I feel awesome. So, of course, weight loss is a wonderful benefit of eating this way, 
And when you're eating a whole food, plant-strong diet that is high in fiber, high in water, very nutrient-dense, calorie-light, losing weight is a sustainable byproduct that just happens. But what also happens is we start to get and become very attractive on the inside at a cellular and molecular level, our blood chemistry, our blood pressure improves. Uh, if we're pre-diabetic, uh, we start to reverse that stuff. And so I want you to understand what's going on inside. And so I asked my dad to help describe what's going on with these important changes internally. What, Essie, in your mind, what's going on on the inside uh, with Joe at a cellular level, molecular level, um, that is also pretty attractive? Well, you have to recall that the, the body is an absolute symphony of these wonderful chemical reactions that are absolutely coordinated for optimal performance. And when people become grossly obese and overweight, you can see how things begin to go astray. Why do they get this high blood pressure? Because now their blood vessels are losing their elasticity. They're becoming stiff, thick, and inflamed. All this obesity is literally an, an absolute harbor of inflammation. And that inflammation is making them diabetic, hypertensive, giving them vascular disease, and it's absolutely contributing to their increased risk, not only for diabetes and heart disease and stroke, but also increased risk for malignancy. So there really is this, this tremendous symphony which is being brought back into line and with an absolutely beautiful sound, with all these reactions are uh, running correctly as they should, but how easily it is to go off the rails when you're uh, eating this processed food, which has the uh, capability not only of uh, making you sick, but actually uh, bringing you to a premature demise. And I think what uh, I'm so proud about what you're doing with the police and firemen is you can, if you can just imagine if you bring those forces in a line, not only will there be an enormous saving publicly for taking care of these people because there's not going to be any this chronic illness, but at the same time it sets an enormous example for the community to think that these people that are trying to save their lives, police and fire, are taking care of themselves as well. Right before dinner, I asked Joe if he would be willing to walk over to the, the pond. It's about a five-acre pond where the swim course was going to be held. And if we could do a, a dry swim through the, the course. It was important for me that Joe go into the swim with a little more confidence. Um, you know, he had almost no experience with open water swimming and I, I just knew that it was feeling a little big and scary and daunting for him and I knew that if I could pace him through the 350 meter swim course that he would 
feel a lot better going into the race the next morning. And so we're going to pick this up as we climb out of the water and you'll be able to hear all the kids splashing in the background. Just came all the way from over there. It's good. It's good. I wouldn't even have gotten halfway out there. Out the first first way. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, tell me again, how, how long have you been swimming? You just started? I started when we did this. So like, so like six months. Six ago. months. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Well, so how are you feeling about the swim tomorrow? You just I was nervous repeat. about it beforehand. I'm still a little nervous, yeah. but it'll be fine. If I gotta take a break, I take a break. Yeah. Well, you just yeah. do, you just do what you do to, you did today. Yeah. And everything will be hunky dory. The bike and the run, I'm not too concerned about. It's the swim. Yeah. Because I'm new to this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, it's a, listen. It's a it's a beautiful pond. The temperature is like idyllic. Yeah. And. Uh, you're gonna have support around you. We'll have somebody on a paddleboard and maybe even somebody in a kayak. So if you like, at any point in time, you're like, you need help, you can grab on. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, little insurance policy. Good. Good. I'm sure my family appreciates that. <laughs> <laughs> After doing a little dry run of the swim course, Joe was on a roll, and so I decided to take him on a test drive, a test bike uh, of the bike course. And I found when I was doing triathlons that if you could preview the course the day before the race, it just set everything at ease. Mentally, you knew exactly what to expect. And so I wanted Joe to feel as relaxed and at ease and as comfortable as possible going into this race. You know you're sporting, sporting the look right now. <laughs> so am I, I guess. <laughs> so, um, you got, oh, you got a water bottle container. Good. You should yeah. probably take it. You have a water bottle? If not, we'll Yeah, it's in my car. Okay, okay. Yep. Um, and we're probably going to be starting between 10 and 10.30 in the morning. Okay. Which means that the dew should be off the, the road. All right. So it shouldn't be too slippery. And uh, it's supposed to be pretty humid tomorrow. Um, so hopefully we'll, we'll beat some of the humidity as well. But right, cool. I got a feeling when, when you cross the finish line, I think you're going to be one happy and still even though I've been practicing I've been training or whatever it's still intimidating you know sure, sure like I said when we first talked about it I was like there's no way somebody can pull this off in six months yeah yeah so well and what no matter me, how big or small yeah and to me what's really impressive is that you told me that you really haven't done much of anything outside of you know your firefighting stuff no. for almost what 12 years yeah something like 10 that. years I would yeah. go through phases when I you know when I failed my medical or whatever then maybe I would kick my butt in the gear or whatever but nothing this serious so all right so uh you ready to tool around a little bit yeah all right it's been more than rewarding each week to watch joe's progress and to coach him through this transition over the last half year 
Coaching is something that we believe in at Engine 2. Our team works day in and day out to coach hundreds of people on their personal improvement plans utilizing our Rescue 10X program. 10X is for people who want support and accountability for 10 consecutive weeks of completing the seven-day rescue challenges. Each tribe is special. There are weekly video conference calls, workbook activities to do at home that allow you to overhaul your, your habits, and an arsenal of support tools to help you adopt the Plan Strong lifestyle. For more information, visit engine2.com and click on resources to learn more. And please use the code PLANTSTRONG for $50 off your registration fee. I want you to know that we have gotten literally like hundreds of emails from people that have been inspired by your journey. This is one that I want to read because it's from another firefighter. His name is Ryan Fletcher. He says, Rip, I am Joe. At least I've experienced the things that he is going through. I am a completely plant-based guy. I am also a firefighter, triathlete, ultra runner, and a former fat guy. I was between 280 and 300 pounds at my heaviest. And it was books like The Engine 2 Diet, Rich Rolls, um, Finding Ultra, and Scott Jurek's Eat and Run that changed my life. I fell hard into the plant-based lifestyle. It wasn't always easy, though. At home, my wife and kids came on the journey with me, and for the most part, they are totally plant-based. However, like Joe, I come from an Italian background. I grew up on lots of pasta, meatballs, meat pies, bread, and a lot of cheese. Every dish had bread, dairy, and meat. My extended family did not understand my choices and would be mad and insulted when I didn't eat the food that they prepared at our family gatherings, which are quite often. Like Joe, I faced criticism at the firehouse. The kitchen is the primary gathering spot in the firehouse. Everyone cooks and eats together. It is where we discuss what is for training that day, discuss calls, and catch up on family happenings. It's the place that brings the crew together. When you don't eat what the guys cook and you bring your own food, you are making yourself an outsider. Some of the guys would try and pressure me into eating what they made. I faced outright hostility from some of the guys, and the jokes were endless and hard. But I persevered. I didn't want to be like my family, overweight, heart problems, high blood pressure, and diabetic. I love being a firefighter, and I didn't want to be a statistic by dying of a heart attack. Today, my family has seen the positive changes, and some have made steps towards being plant-based. They even fix food that I will eat when we are together. I still get joked at the firehouse, but without the hostility. My crew knows that I won't change, and I have gained some respect for being dedicated to my plant-strong lifestyle. Please let Joe know that he isn't alone and that there are other firefighters out there that are living the plant-based lifestyle. He can do it. Tell him to hold tight and stay strong. Keep spreading the word. Sincerely, Firefighter Ryan Fletcher. How's cool. that, how does that make you that feel? That sounds great. <laughs> That's awesome. At least, yeah. well, well, at least everybody else is going through it, and it's not just me. <laughs> Oh no! And yeah, and the thing is, it's not just Ryan at the firehouse; it's everybody in every walk of life, right? That's getting it from their coworkers. That's getting it from their family members. Yeah. Of course, you and I know that, you know, at the firehouse, it's kind of like, 
everything on steroids. It's exponentially mm-hmm. tough, right? Yeah. It's like high school. It's exactly like high school. Yeah. So you get that one reputation, that reputation gets spread around and built up, and that's, that's how it is. We just called your, you called your dad to say hi. Yeah. And he mentioned something about your mental attitude. Yeah. My, my dad actually said when we went to visit them a couple of weeks ago that, uh, that it was unbearable to even try and talk to me. I was so grumpy. I was nasty. I was always tired and groggy. And now I, I'm like in a, in a better place. I'm in a good mood all the time. I'm feeling good. I got more energy. You know, when somebody asks me if I want to do something, I get up and do it instead of creating excuses all the time and yeah, doing good. That's yeah, good. So tomorrow we got the triathlon. Yeah. We did a little preview of the course. How are you feeling before the big day? I I still am nervous because it's something I've never done before. And like I said, if you had asked me six months ago or even six years ago to do something like this, I, I'd think you're nuts. But, uh, you know, I'm doing it. I'm a little nervous about the swim because that's a little been a little bit difficult to train for because we only have access to the pool. Um, but I got through it today. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, it's just going to be a matter of just pacing myself. It's going to be a mental game is what it's going to be. And what what about the swim was um, difficult for you as opposed to being in a pool, for example? I feel like in the pool, like even uh, obviously I've never swam really before, you know, all of this. So I feel like in a pool, once you get to the other end, I tend to grab a hold of the wall. Like, you know, I don't know how to not grab a hold of the wall. But when you're in open water... And you know that the water is not five feet deep or six feet deep, and there's nothing to grab a hold of. It's a, it's a little panicky, I guess. I noticed when, when we were doing that practice loop, and we go around the raft, that you really um, became good friends with that raft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it like I said, open water is a lot different. But I, you know, the key thing is that I gotta, and I know I'm gonna run into it tomorrow because I done it every time i've tried is try and keep up with somebody else and i just gotta set my own pace and just do my own race yeah, yeah. you know this is i'm not winning any medals i'm i'm here to prove that you know this works and that i've come this far so yeah. so for everybody that's listening uh it's going to be a 300 meter swim in the um in the, a five acre pond then we're going to jump on our bikes and we're going to do about a two and a half to three mile mountain bike over you know hill and dale it's very kind of rolling it was tougher than i was expecting when we (laughs) went out on it earlier yeah yeah and uh and then we're gonna park the bikes and then we're gonna jump into our running shoes and then we're gonna run about a mile and a half and it is very hilly and um and then that'll be it and my prediction is you'll do this in somewhere between an hour to an hour 15 I'd say that's pretty accurate. That's yeah. what I'm aiming for. So, yeah, and uh, it's going to be a beautiful day. It'll be a little humid, so we got to make sure we're hydrated. Yeah, uh, I don't want you cramping up, right? But um, yeah, I mean, so I want you to get a good night's sleep. Don't let that two-year-old keep you up. Uh, no, I think the, my wife will take care of that. Or the five-year-old. And uh, man, we're you know, um, it's a big, glorious, wonderful celebration of everything that you have achieved and here's to you congrats (laughs) thank you very much
So it's the morning of the triathlon. Joe did not have a great night's sleep. In fact, he just told me that he didn't sleep a wink. I feel awful, but on the other hand, I totally understand pre-race jitters. I've had more than my share of them over my career. In fact, I just had them recently when I was getting ready to break that world record. Now, for Joe, he is about to come face-to-face with the moment of truth, with a goal that has the power to change his life. We're going to end here for now. Next week, we'll tell you exactly how this unfolds. Have a great week, my friends. This is Plant Strong. This episode was brought in part to you by the Nutramilk. By now you know I'm a big fan of this magical nut milking machine. What Joe doesn't know is that we have one waiting for him at the finish line. It's a grand prize for all that he has accomplished during season one of the Plant Strong podcast. And to thank him for giving us permission to put his life on display. We hope that he enjoys making all sorts of plant milks, veggie broths, and nut butters at home to not only share with his family, but to also share with the guys at the firehouse where he continues to set an amazing example. This blender is best in class in being easy and efficient, and I can't recommend it enough. Visit thenutramilk.com and pick up one for your household. Save $50 and enjoy free shipping with the code Plant strong. I want to thank my co-creator of the podcast, Scott Battisill of 10% Media, Lori Kordowich, producer extraordinaire and director of Engine 2 Events, Amy Mackey, Engine 2's curator of creative content, Wade Clark with Bumble Media, our audio engineer, and Carrie Barrett for technical production. I have to thank my parents, Ann and Essie, who have been such guiding lights and inspirations over the years, as well as the great pioneers of this movement who have been pushing this boulder up the mountain. As they say, we are standing on the shoulders of giants. Remember, if you're digging the show, Please rate us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, let me say, peace, engine two, keep it plant strong.